I'm in the mood for food. I'm in the mood for food. This is Tomato Radio. I'm Amanda Lanine. And I'm Mary Bailey. So today's episode is our last one for season two. Thank you all for joining us through another fabulous season. Um, And to leave you with some great news and information for the summer, we're going to give you the lowdown on what to check out to make the most of your summer. Tomato Radio is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. Find out more about the network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. So today's episode is brought to you by Unit B Coworking. So Unit B is a multi-company co-working space focused on helping people pursue their passions and making Edmonton its creative best. By joining, you'll be welcomed by a tight-knit group of freelancers, startups, and established organizations all dedicated to getting things done. Unit B also offers members access to its podcasting studio and meeting spaces, as well as a kitchen, Wi-Fi, and the usual amenities like desks and offices. It's located in the historic McKinney building on 104th Street and basically is close to everything, including the Bay LRT station and lots of lovely restaurants and bars, as we would yes. as we would attest to. Because Dosk is right below, right? In yes. that building. Yep, yeah. exactly. And I mean, that street is full of wonderful oh, things. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, so you can book a tour today at unitb.ca. This episode is also brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your energy from, and Park Power has low overhead, and chances are you'll save money if you switch. I'm going to look into this. You can find out how much money you would save by visiting parkpower.ca and plugging your numbers into the Alberta Energy Savings Calculator. If you decide to switch, it's easy. Nothing changes about your service, only the price you pay. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Awesome. So today we're talking, we have a lot to get through today because, I mean, there's a lot going on to start with, but... There's also a lot to look forward to over the next couple of months. So from ice cream to secret patios to farm dinners and openings and closings, we've got a lot to talk about about what's going on in Edmonton right now. So we really are having an ice cream explosion, aren't we, Amanda? (laughs) It's just kind of amazing. I mean, there's uh, Made by Marcus, which just opened Mm -hmm. last week. Yeah. It's behind Cocoa. Cacao. Cacao. Sorry. Did I say that? Yeah. I don't know. Is it cocoa, cacao? Is it tomato, tomato? Anyway, I guess I should just go (laughs) ask them. How do I say this? On White Avenue. So, you know, this is fun too, because this, we've seen some really fun sort of alley developments in the White Avenue area. Yeah. It's all by the same builder. So we'll be talking about this in the fall, actually, because it's very, very exciting. Yeah. But in the meantime, just think, you know, go down the alley, which you can no longer, you have to access that off 180. First Avenue, no, eighty third Avenue. You can't access. You can't access it off eighty second Avenue anymore. You have to go around the yeah, back. Yeah, you have to go around the back. So oh, just okay. keep that in mind. Or if you're so walking, if you it's were fine. to like go down eighty third Avenue past Pip before Pip before Pip it's before Pip. That's yeah, before Pip. Oh, like if you were like on if uh from the high number is going. It's down, between one hundred four right. and one hundred five. Right. Yeah. Right. So Pip is on uh, one hundred four. Yep. So we're between 104 right. and 104. So it's west. It's west of Pip. Right, right. Sorry, we're probably confusing more than you already were. Who's on first? But it's just, I used to use that little, there used to be a little alley. Now you can walk through it. But uh, I used to use that alley all the time, and I was really cranky when the city closed it down. But you can still walk through the alley. That's just west of Pip on White Avenue. You can walk through there to get to Made by Marcus. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. I know. Sorry about that. I think we just over, but you know, you'll just actually just follow the lineup because the lineups for all these ice cream places is amazing. Speaking of which, Kind is much easier to find. Yes. (laughs) Just across from the Richie Market. Also just like, just watch for the, for the lineup. I was there, we're recording this on Sunday. I was there on Saturday night. It was pouring rain, and there was still a lineup outside. It, and we decided not to not to try it. But um, I've heard that it's wonderful. It's been open. It's opened by three women and Wilfred's executive chef Shale McDonald. Shale, yeah, is that how you say Shale it? came up with came up with all the flavors and created the recipes and that kind of stuff. So I'm really happy about this ice cream explosion because mm-hmm. I'm a bit of an ice cream freak. I love ice cream. This though is probably a bad thing, but it might keep me away from the. <laughs> Dairy Queen double dip this summer. Oh, maybe. <laughs> because, oh, and let's not forget La Caraya downtown. Now, mm-hmm. it's been open at least for a year. It's a gelato or gelateria on 109th Street in that Mayfair complex just, just south, south of Jasper. Jasper. Right. And Is it's that on spectacular. The east, east side of the street? Right. East side. And I believe there's parking right up front or around the corner. And it's spectacular. It has really, really delicious gelato. And our friend Frank from Fan Fan has re kind of renamed his gelati, which he or his gelato, which he sold at the cafe. It's now called Little Bear in honor of his son. It's so cute. And so he's selling it by the cone and by the pint at the Bountiful Market. Mm -hmm. You can also buy it by the pint at Kalina To Go, or of course you can buy it by the cone or the pint at Fan Fan Patisserie which is on 80th Avenue. So those are, oh yeah, and then there's Yellowed. Yeah, which continues, I mean, it opened last year. Yeah, lineups. Continues to have lineups, like every day. So this is a special, like soft serve style of ice cream that's that's popular in the Philippines, right? So yes. a bit different than gelato and maybe what we would experience at Made by Marcus and Kind, but... But quite delicious. But quite and, delicious and all the rage. And it's a really fun little space. It, you know, it, it's, it's quite charming. It's run by this young couple. And, it, you know, so there we are, five different ice cream, all locally made, some available, you know, sit down, some you have to take home, but, you know, it's great. So much ice cream. It's so much fun. I know, fun. you just have to, like, you just have to endure the lineup, yes. unfortunately. I mean, they have vegan ice creams and sandwiches, and some have uh, soft soft serve and regular. I mean, it's just so, so great. You know, in the Made by Marcus guy, it's Marcus, what's his last name? Pertsky from Calgary, don't hold... That against, against them because yeah. <laughs> the ice cream really is spectacular. He has an advanced degree. He has a PhD in dairy. That's this crazy. guy knows ice cream. I yes. mean, he knows how it works, and the nicest, unassuming guy you'd ever ever meet. So you know, it's it's awesome. Have you ever made your own ice cream? Maybe? I have, yes, and I've made it um, in a machine. Mm-hmm. I used to have a Dawn VA years and years ago, mm-hmm. which is kind of a pain in the ass because you make a bit of ice cream, then you put it back in the freezer for twenty four years. Yes. Then <laughs> I had I had a a, a Cuisinart, yeah, uh, the big, yeah, big Cuisinart. I have one of those. Well, no, oh but, no, I have no, a different you one. Don't ha- yeah, you have. I had the one where it's, it, it makes ice cream all the time. You don't have to freeze anything. Oh. And I made, I did an article several years ago for the tomato, and I made, if I recall, it was 37 different ice creams <laughs> and sorbets. Over how many periods? Oh, like how three long? weeks. All oh I did was God. make ice cream. And, you know, for some, they started with a custard base because that's mm-hmm. where you get the really creamy. Some were done in a more sort of sorbet style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned so much about ice size of ice crystals, you know, the difference yeah. between these different things. And then I've also just made, it's more of a, more of an ice mm-hmm. just in the freezer because mm-hmm. you will get bigger ice, ice, um, 
crystals. crystals right. But sometimes it's just fun to have something cold and sweet and, mm-hmm. and chocolatey come out of your freezer, you yes. know. So, but the thing about ice cream is like anything else, you have to use good ingredients. So you have to use like really, you know, the nice milk. highest butter yeah. fat cream mm-hmm. you can find. Um, and, you know, fresh fruit and really mm-hmm. good flavors and not too much sugar. And it's all about the balance of the flavor. Um, Completely, because so, it's so yeah. pronounced. Yes. Every flavor yes. is just so crystal clear when you're when you're yeah, tasting right. homemade yeah. ice cream and you know and it's all about the balance between the acid and the sugar again but remember you're eating something cold so i mean i don't i've had sugar-free ice cream and it's not really worth having so sorry for people who really are not having sugar you could have like a just an ice made for just from fresh fruit that would work fresh fruit and lime juice makes a nice ice Pinocchio ice cream. Yeah, Pinocchio does a nice job, but remember they're they're more commercial and they're found. You can find. I love their coconut. Oh my mm-hmm. god, their coconut's so good, and you can find it at um, Italian the Italian Center, Center shop. A lot of restaurants serve it. Mm-hmm. It's also at the Bonton Bakery. Mm-hmm. They have they sell Pinocchio. So they were really the first guys, and they were making ice cream. They've been making ice cream now for about fifteen years. Yeah. it's funny how now all of a sudden everybody's making ice cream. I there like is, it. I I mean it. I mean it's. A, a little bit different, but like one of the, one of my favorite, it's so simple, but one of my favorite like um, gelato memories is from Uccellino and they oh, make this yes. delicious, oh my God. clean ricotta oh, ice cream with so these good. like, um, those amaretto cherries. Amar- oh my <gasps> God. And just like oh. the texture of those cherries with the clean ice cream and or it's gelato. just enough. Ugh. You know, I think the thing about good ice cream, you don't need much. You just need a like a scoop. Where if you're eating bad ice cream, you can kind of eat the whole container. Uh huh. You know. 100%. Oh, I still. Yeah, that's a great. That's a thing not to miss at Uccellino, yes. actually. And it they seems, make all their ice cream. It's easy there. to miss because it's kind of like, oh yeah, like it's our ice cream, and everybody goes crazy oh. over the, bund- uh, Bedino or you know. and stuff like that. And I'm not, you know, uh, I'll eat chocolate, but I'm not like that's not my favorite thing. But I get that every time and I lose my mind every time. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. So great. And then let's not forget the affogato. Yes. Which, of course, is... um is espresso, espresso chocolate syrup and no no chocolate syrup just essentially well it could have chocolate syrup but yeah. essentially an affogato is just ice cream in an espresso oh so you know you can do it up all you mm-hmm. like if you want to but mm-hmm. really that's all it is and i had yeah. a nice one i was just recently on vacation and I, I had to have it with decaf and it was still delicious i think that the like what <laughs> the know? heat of the coffee gives yes. it, like it gives it this beautiful um, like icy shell oh, on the ice so cream. Nice. It is really, really nice. And it, but again, it has to be good ice cream. So you really don't want to be, you know, drinking all those other things that they put in commercial ice cream. Or sorry, not commercial ice cream, but bad ice cream. You don't want to be drinking those hot with your coffee. It's just not very much fun. No. So anyway, check out these new ice cream places. We're pretty excited about them, and we think you will be too. <laughs> so in addition to it being ice cream season, it's also farm dinner season. Oh yeah. Um. Some of the most popular ones, Range Roads, officially now they're all sold out, unfortunately. Yeah. So lucky you if you if you're attending one of those. Um, you know, we'd love to hear about it if you connect with us. But I did want to go to the one at Riverbend, but yeah, but, you know, and I, I mean, I looked a week after the tickets came out, and they were all sold out. I know <laughs> they're crazy. Uh, but Kitchen by Brad is doing some Old Red Barn dinners. Yes. So he's not doing dinners at Elk Island, Elk Island anymore, which is too bad. But now he's doing it at the Old Red Barn near Leduc. So he's got some dates in August and September that still have some availability. So 
what I love about uh, Kitchen My Brad Dinner is, it, is that it's always stuff from the markets. It's always just yummy and kind of unpretentious, but there, there's usually kind of a Ukrainian bent to at least a couple of the dishes, so you know you're going to be fed <laughs> yeah. really, really well. And, you know, it's so delicious. So I would definitely check those out. You can, you can look on the website, kitchenmybrad.ca, to see what's available. And Kayla Whit- Whitaker at Ruby Apron has a couple dinners mm-hmm. coming up. One is um, a farm tour and cooking class at Cohen Farm. Oh, wait. That's I think it's sold out. out. Yeah, that unfortunately. Out. That's on Ju- July tw- 14th. However, m- maybe try and get into it. Like maybe yeah. shoot her a note and see if there's a spot. Right. Um, but these folks, the Coens, they've been practicing permaculture and holistic management since 1988. And if you follow Kaylin on Instagram or anything like that, you can see that she's really, she's generally into it. But in yes. particular, I think she's been taking a permaculture course and has, is, is quite into it's it right exciting. now. So you're going to have some great food because it's a bit of a cooking class too. Yeah. So, you know, how fun is that? But she also has a class later in September um, and it's with uh, Sundog Organics. So um, that's I'm, also I'm something to check out. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a fan girl about Sundog. I've been yeah. buying their vegetables for many, many years so and this following is... their, you know, their their growth and everything else. And they're just so good. And their celery. I know celery is a big deal these, these days, but their celery is so delicious. <laughs> it won't be ready yet. It'll probably be mid-August with our cool weather. But, uh, oh, make sure you get some celery from mm-hmm. Sundog. Mm-hmm. So there's also lots of stuff that's going on in this in the scene right now. So Toast Culture just recently opened in the Pearl Tower. It's right near Bar Clementine in the former space. If you remember Brew, um, it's in that same space. And um, you've 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 mentioned a quote in here, Mary, from a friend <laughs> that said, "Countless toast options, delicious pizzas, including an incredible potato truffle and a huge variety of craft beer." So, so it sounds fun, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, toast. But they also sell some bread from Bonton right there. So oh, I think that's nice. kind of a fun, I think, you know, that neighborhood has a lot of people in it. And I think it's just sort of a fun, you know, it's not trying to be anything really amazing. It's just trying to put out some good toast, which is great. We could all use a good, a yes, good toast. Yes, that's for sure. Um, tell me about Say Uncle. Oh, well, I love it. You know, <laughs> It's the old sandwich and sun space, oh, okay. and it's it's a bit of a throwback, but at the same time, it isn't. Like they're 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 not doing the craft cocktail at all. They're doing things like Harvey Wallbangers and Caesars because they say they're not bartenders. So it's a bit old school, but in a really fun kind of modern way. And you know the food's going to be good because the people behind it are Prairie Catering and Northern Chicken. So, you know, they're going to have really great fried chicken yeah. too. So, uh, and tons of local brews on tap. So I think it's the type of thing that that street needs, mm-hmm. just something casual, but still very high quality mm-hmm. and, you know, a little bit, a little bit kind of hilarious. In yeah. A way. And like something good for like, if you're going to an event at Rogers, oh, yeah. like a good spot to pop into and yeah. their hours are great. So 11 AM to 11 PM daily, except they close a little bit earlier on Sundays. Right. So you can go there and have, you know, a nice little lunch or go there and have a bit of dinner. Um, I, I would say it's, 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 uh, these guys are, you know, big, hearty, friendly guys. And I have a feeling it, it really, to me, say uncle is a big, hearty, friendly place. It just really has that I feeling to, to it. I can't wait to check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, and Philly Sticks. So oh. I think we've mentioned this before, but they're yes. opening a bricks and mortar uh, spot downtown, 100th Avenue and 106th Street. Um, so they're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner during the week and brunch and dinner on the weekend. And they just have um, this delicious kind of Filipino-inspired uh, 
offering. So barbecued skewers, noodle bowls, nasi goreng. Did I say that right? Nasi goreng? I think so. Um, and delicious, delicious beef rindang. Um, you know, the thing is, you don't want to say fusion anymore because that word got so trampled yes. on, you know, a couple decades ago. But that's What's the new word for fusion? Doing. I don't even know. I think it's anything goes. Mod Podge. <laughs> yeah, right. But their food's just really tasty. These guys know how to pull flavor. And everything everything I've ever had, even when they had their first little funny little food truck down at the downtown market, and their food always tasted great. And if you love things on skewers like I do, you're going to find it just a fun spot to go. So Filipino food is kind of making a big... Yeah, it's kind uh, of a big deal these days. Yeah, I don't know if it's a recent... Well, it's probably we not a recent. Ca- yeah, but Canto but... 98, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which opened you know, oh, a couple yeah, of years Bows. ago, yeah. and it was kind of a big deal. And, mm-hmm. and now there's, what, Jollibee's coming to town? Yes. Yeah, this is the <laughs> Filipino f- um, fast food chain. Um, it's opening in near where the Whole Foods should have opened. Now it's like a, an Asian grocery store. Right. But it's near that like Walmart and that things area. like that in that area. And they're famous for their fried chicken. Haven't tried it. Don't know anything about it, but we'll probably be there Get once there. they open. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, not Filipino at all, but um, Paul Schufelt's opened a new burger joint called Woodshed on 124th Street in Old Solstice location. Right. Yeah. So Paul Schufelt, of course, has the um, workshop workshop. Eatery eatery i always want to call he it he likes the w's shop. i think so mm-hmm. everybody loves w's there's a lot of w's a lot of woodwork wood. yeah wood rack wood shop this you know wood <laughs> chuck how many chucks gonna wood chuck chuck i don't know too many woods for me anyway i haven't been there yet i think it just opened the burger's supposed to be good so it's probably if you love burgers that's probably worth checking out and i don't know this is amazing yeah news the duchess is opening a second location in ritchie market mm-hmm so not where sure the bike shop used to be where that bike shop yeah, used to be yeah so it's not big richie market i was just in there i stopped by there for coffee on my way to work the other day and it's it's such a beautiful little space and yeah, actually we is. were talking about this with Biera a little bit earlier too mm-hmm. and it has a cute little patio speaking of yes. patios out to yeah. the side yeah so i just hope they have bread because yes. you know i think it would be really nice to be able to go to acme Buy get your, your meat. whatever you need, then go over there. You know, get your dumplings. You can mm-hmm. buy dumplings at Acme, a few other things. Then go get a nice loaf of bread. So maybe that's, I mean, I don't know anything. I haven't talked to them. So I don't know what it's going to look like or even when it's opening. But um, I think it'll be, they probably won't have coffee because. Well, Transcend, Transcend has, has coffee. the coffee. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's a really I'm, you nice know. little like um, ecosystem of things. There. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful addition to the neighborhood. Yes. And with kind across the street and that really cute food in the nude just a block yeah. away. That's There's such an adorable place. There's also a cannabis place. location. Crown Cannabis is in that street. I didn't know that. Across, I across the street? I just noticed it last night, yeah. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, what is Crown kind, Cannabis? I think it, like from what I can tell, because the liquor store like in that strip mall is called Crown Liquor. So I think that they've gotten a license for oh cannabis wow too. well there you go they're covering everything there you go <laughs> it has everything in that corner now <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere <laughs> you know <laughs> and then uh, well finally pampa's happy hour burger is going to be available at all its locations throughout the summer from 1 30 to 4 45 p.m so this is made in house from alberta ribeye it comes with horseradish aged cheddar their own mustard on a house-made focaccia bun sounds awesome well you know what my mouth is watering right now (laughs) because you know sometimes you don't want 
you know, Pampa is kind of a big food experience. Mm -hmm. So I love the fact you can go there for like a late lunch or an early dinner and have a burger. Yeah. And the burger just, you know, they, you know, they know their way around meat. So I can't wait to try this. Yeah. It just sounds amazing. The other thing before we, before I forget, I just wanted to mention, um, I also checked this out last night, Danger Cat Waffles. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so they are doing, I, I mean, I can't, you know, the only way I can really describe it is, um, like delicious sandwich things in wa- in like a rolled up waffle, uh, but also julienned potato chips in, oh. <laughs> in there in those sandwiches. But that sounds like food you want to eat late at night. Yes, but they're really tasty. Like the flavors oh, wow. are really great. I think also like the a waffle is such a good soaky yeah. vessel for for like saucy. Um, saucy meats and things like that because it doesn't you know when you have like yeah. a pita or a wrap or something everything comes, everything out, comes out but it just kind of soaked Soaks all of that up. juice up and just made that waffle even oh, more wow. delicious it so was what really did you have good. i had the pulled pork oh so danger cat i wonder if that means something well um not sure but so. the cat is like in in a lot of their like cat kind of illustration is in a lot of their Material. I thought maybe it was a, a character from somewhere or something. It's a really kind of fun location, too. Yeah. It's in a back alley. So, you I know, again, it. we're talking about the, the back alley situation. So it's near where the old Wonder Bar used to be, if you remember the Wonder Bar. Or yes, the a and w on, so. on White Avenue, kind of down the back so alley. So it's at 100 Street, 101st Street? 101st Street and between 82nd Avenue and 80th Avenue. So, so if you keep going, you'll be at Laboule. Yes. Keep going south. Or yeah. like, you know, directly across the alley would be uh, Strathcona Spirits. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that neighborhood is really starting to change a little bit. Um, that's and that's an, a late night spot. So on Fridays and Saturday nights, it's open until 3 a.m. Otherwise, it's open until 9 p.m. Is it licensed? No. It's so just strictly food. for yeah. strictly for Yeah, and it's sandwich. not an eat-in joint. Yeah. Well, it could be if it's a nice day. They have some picnic tables and umbrellas right. outside, this but take it's out. kind of a takeaway place. Wow, that sounds Good like place fun. if you've had some beverages on White Avenue. <laughs> Good place to end up. Yes. <laughs> you know? So I was, ta- I was talking about, uh, I ran into um, the woman who runs Tiramisu. I was taking some books back to the library. She said, oh, I've got a food truck. Is it the Edmonton Street Performers mm-hmm. uh, Festival is on. Right. She says, oh, we've got a food truck here. And I thought, oh, okay. She said, yeah, it's called Spaghetti and a Cone. Thought, oh, I heard I was there and so many people yeah. were like, that seems like a crazy idea. It's going to be so messy. Did you have some? Yes, I did. I had, I ordered like the simplest because I wanted to just sort of check it out as you know what the noodle what kind of shape yeah. the noodles were in so it comes in a cone it's really easy to eat it's not the least bit messy because you're in the cone and you just go like this now the noodles were a little bit less al dente let's say they you know a little soft okay, but the sauce it was the marinara the sauce was delicious there was tons of cheese it was a very healthy portion and i thought oh this is fun so i'm telling bradley and smolik about this and they said oh my god nicholas was going to do that five years ago on the street corner on white avenue <laughs> and, you know <laughs> late at night you know serve a pasta and a cone for all the drunks so nicholas is leanne and brad's son son who's in his early 20s and is in london right now cooking right at st john which is pretty amazing but i just laughed i thought oh you know we've all had these because really when you think about it it kind of makes sense and i thought smart and they said they got the idea from new york city and i don't know if it's a franchisee type thing or if they just you know borrowed the idea because we 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 all know that happens in the food business but i think it's smart 
and I imagine they'll do quite well because it, you know, if you want something kind of substantial and not so deep fried, I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty fast. I think I waited for about four minutes maybe. And, oh. you know, there it was. And awesome. yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty darn good. But I think the waffle sandwich sounds even more interesting. It was pretty good. Let's go <laughs> after we're done recording. Okay, let's okay. do that. Um, and a little bit of, well, sad, like sad and happy news-ish. Um, so if you ever had the good good fortune to visit Zanari's, which was basically like this idiosyncratic cafe that's been on the main floor of Manny Life since it opened in 1984. Mm-hmm. So kind of like OG, like... Um, super OG. Super like lunch style. I think like the OG food truck minus the the truck, right? Right. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it closed at the end of July in that location in Manny Life place. End actually. Of, end of June. Yeah, so it's closed now. So the plan is that they're going to reopen as Dalla Taverna Zanari in the Edinburgh, Edinburgh is Center. Is it Tavola or Taverna? Taverna. Yeah. It is. No, no oh, it's, it's Tavola, it's right? It's both ways. Oh, sorry. It's, it's Tavola in the, yeah. on the. So Dalla Tavola Zanari. Zanari. So this is going to open in the Edinburgh Center at the end of the year. And uh, they currently have a Kickstarter open. Um, and there are a number of packages to take advantage of if you want to contribute. Um, so they have a, uh, a goal of $95,000 to raise. And there are a number of like, like I said, cool packages for a variety of, of, um, of prices. Um, but this is all leading up to them opening up in that Enbridge center at the beginning of 2020 or late end of 2019. So it, it will be quite different because, I mean, if anybody remembers Zanari's, it, at one point it was, uh, they had some food, they had a lot of food stuff, so you used to bring in some beautiful olive oils, this kind of thing. They also had a really kick-ass kitchen shop. So that kind of went went away several years ago, and then it's been strictly a cafe for about the fast, past five, maybe ten years. But there was a lovely little piano bar right mm-hmm. in the mall where you have a glass of Prosecco. Thursday nights, they did a fuller menu, like sort of a three-course type menu. And so the new place, I, from what I've heard from the daughter, is that it's going to be, you know, a full-service restaurant, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So this is the this will be Elisa Zanari, who's the daughter of right. um, Adriano, Adriano Zanari, who opened Zanari's. Yeah. Um, so and, and and Glenda. Yeah. So Glenda and Adriano Zanari opened it in 1984. So obviously, like a you know, a new generation with yes, a different spin on what exciting. that's going to look like, which is really neat. And it's between Credo and OEB right on the corner of Rice Howard Way. So kind of, um, a great, a great spot, mm-hmm. like with good location, with cool things that are, that are, that are opening up in the, in that area. So we wish them well. Good yes, luck good with luck. the new project. Um, another closure, sadly, Kalina Matart has now, clo- or the Matart Conservatory is closed for Renault's and therefore right. Kalina Matart has closed. Um, and they say that the cafe will open as a Kalina to go again in 2020 and when the Matart reopens. Um, if you really love Kalina, definitely check out Kalina to go oh, in fun. the Oliver Exchange building. On 123rd Street. Yeah, which is it's totally fun. Yeah. And I, I like how they'll be extending that offering yeah. into the Matart Conservatory when it reopens in 2022. It's great. Tw- not 2022. 
2020 <laughs> as well. 2020 still sounds really far Doesn't away. Doesn't it? It's hard to believe it's next year. Yes. It sounds way further away than next year. I know. What is it? Just because then it's like a whole decade. It is. It's like, whoa, you know, it's crazy. So we're going to talk about something a little happier now, and yes. hopefully we'll get a chance to sit on these types of things this summer because so far it's been a bit of a bust. But of course, we're talking patios. Well, May Great was not patios. a bust. May was beautiful. Yes. But you know, May patios are cold. Like a, well, or a <laughs> stolen pleasure or like, oh my yes. God, I can't believe we're sitting on a yeah. patio. But patios in July, I think are kind of a human right. Yes. <laughs> I'd agree. <laughs> and so far we haven't had one. Well, most of June we didn't have one. But anyway, when it's time to see, when it gets warm enough and it's not raining to sit on a patio, we've got a couple of recommendations for you. Yeah. Some of our favorites. So... Chivo Bistro, it's closed until the 16th of July, but they have a beautiful little patio in that, what, what is that area called? Oliver, Oliver Square. Square. Right. So it's like quite quiet because it's on the side of the yes, building that no, there's no parking. Um, it's very yeah. quiet. And there's like a lovely little garden and, you know, and it, it's a, it's a type of patio where you have dinner and the tables are large and, you, you know, it really does feel like Italy. It's very mm-hmm. La Dolce Vita out there. So you can drink. <laughs> I remember once having some wine there and just having so much fun and having way too much wine. Mm-hmm. It was two o'clock in the afternoon. I had to go home. <laughs> in know? a cab. Yeah, in yeah. a cab. <laughs> so they're only open for dinner, but it's a really, really nice place to go. And they have heat lamps because, you know, we know sometimes it gets a little chilly at night, but not there. Boondock has a nice patio. Yes, mm-hmm. I like it. It's very urban because mm-hmm. essentially it's six tables on the, you know, on the street. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of traffic on that mm-hmm. street, and I think it's I, it just feels really good mm-hmm. to be there, especially on a hot night because there there's no sun. You know, you're 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 blocked by the right. big buildings, but I just think it has a really great vibe. Similar, like I think similar in style a little bit is Pip. Um, yes, like on the other side of the Except river, but much also. Busier. Yes, quite busy, especially in festival season, yeah, right? It kind of doesn't bug you with all that traffic walking. It by. doesn't, and also surprisingly, it's relatively easy to get a spot yes, on that patio. Yes, yes. Um, and they have kind of like two options. Like you have the side that is protected right. from the sun in the evening on the, I guess on the east side of that building, but then they have, because they're on a corner, yeah. they have that sort of north side and you get some really nice nor- evening yeah. sun there. And the north side is quieter because mm-hmm. you're not on yeah, and it's like Calgary a little, Trail. Yeah, and it's yeah. like a bike path kind of area. But I don't know, I kind of dig pip period like yeah, in terms of that too. location like it is busy but it feels not busy at the well, same time. Well it's funny because I've sat I don't know how many times I've had brunch there and sat on the patio and people are just walking by and the dogs and the cars mm-hmm. but you know the cars go so slowly because it's close to a light so you're not you're not subject to you know some motorcycle ripping by at you know 129 yeah. decibels or something yes. so it just sort of becomes this kind of urban kind of noise in the background but it's not irritating for mm-hmm. some reason but yeah it's it's and the, you know the food's so good there so yeah pip is definitely a, a fun little spot for sure so madison's also another urban uh urban kind of location so this is uh the, the restaurant in the union bank Inn. yes and it's right near the telus building is it still called the telus building i don't, I don't know. yeah i think it's atb's ATB building, building is there but there's a lovely little park mm-hmm. and they're right beside it and that's you know a, a little bit of an o- oasis an urban mm-hmm. oasis because you're away from the traffic i think there's only four to six tables but a really nice spot to yeah. have like a breakfast meeting or lunch or dinner or yeah. you know it's great Speaking of urban oasis, also the Mark has a really oh, beautiful patio yes. that I 
I love adore. that patio because it's above the street. It's shaded by some trees. They put mm-hmm. out those wonderful lights. It's fantastic. It's so good. I think like um, Glass Monkey is kind of like that too. Like yeah, it, has it has that has cute really little cute patio, patio in between the buildings. Same thing. Like I think just the location of it, you get some nice light in the evening, which is really, really lovely. Yes, really, really nice. And you know, lots of plants around. And they like sugar bowls too. It's busy because it's, you know, it's always coming and going. But it's a cute little patio. Lots mm-hmm. of plants, lots of sunlight. It's fun. Um, Partake. They have a patio oh, out the yeah. back. Yeah. Um, you might not know that it's there because it's not it's not front facing. Right. But it's but that's a really nice patio to sit in. Sometimes it can be a little bit buggy because you're close to the river valley. But it's really nice. Well, I think this has been a bad year for bugs. Yes. So maybe other years it won't be so bad. But yeah, I remember I haven't sat out as Partake. I remember years ago sitting out there when it was a different restaurant. Yeah. Sweetwater Cafe, actually. Right. Yeah, a yeah. Long, long time ago. Oh, man, a long time ago. But you know what nice patio in the West End is um, 19. Yes. That's a beautiful patio. It's off the lounge, but often you can get both menus, and it's big. It's got lots of space. It's just, it's a really nice patio. Yeah. And I believe the construction that was happening last summer is all done now, so mm-hmm. you won't be by a construction site. And... A little bit more old school and maybe not such a great food patio, but I think this is one of my favorite patios of all time is the Black Dog oh, rooftop yes. patio. It's so great. What a great place to have a beer. Yeah. yeah it's so fantastic. And I just think like all of the different kinds of people that you experience yes. at the Black Dog. I'm, I mean, the Black Dog period is just such a magical place. Oh, it is. Anyways, yes. but um, <laughs> that patio is really special, I think. And watching people on the street from a rooftop <laughs> no, is so You feel like a bit fun. of a voyeur, but it's Completely. Fun. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. You know, there's another little rooftop patio close to White Avenue, and that's at the Why Not Cafe. Oh, yes. Now, it's a little smaller because it's really between two buildings. I think there's maybe six tables. Tiny. But again, the rooftop, it sort of takes you out of, like, out of the norm. And it yeah. just feels so special to be up there. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably see some nice sunsets, that kind of idea. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, so, actually, like, we've surely missed some great patios in the city. Those are our, some of our favorites and some of the ones that we wanted to highlight, but, um, tag us in some of your great patio patio photos and experiences this summer we'd love to we'd love to hear about them because some of the things are seasonal patios exactly the folk fest beer gardens or the french fest beer gardens or oh you know another one i was thinking of is cafe bicyclette that oh yeah they have a lovely patio yeah and that goes really late like Mm -hmm. that goes right into november because they're really they're really into the sort of four season thing yeah edmonton is a winter city so often on a nice day in february you can sit on the patio so they've got good heat because they, they do something for the Flying Canoe Festival yes, in yes, February they do. Well, remember that we went to that. Yes. Um, the tent. Yeah. And, and it had the lovely uh, like cabana souk experience yes. with the maple syrup. Yes. It was fun. But you know the other one I just realized, Bianco, the new restaurant right. downtown in the 5th McKinney Building, their patio is probably open by now. It wasn't open mid-June, but it was only a couple weeks away, so I bet it's open now. That's going to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. It's big, south-facing. Um, I bet it's going to be amazing. Cavern also has a little patio. Oh, they do. Outside yeah. too. Which is fun during the market. I often yes. stop there for a little plate or and even just time really because I yeah. uh, it's, it's nice after work for a glass of wine. It's important to remember that they're open for wine in the yeah, evenings yeah. and it's such a nice like solo dining experience as well. There. It is. It's mm-hmm. lovely. So yeah, if you've it, we've listed quite a few that we love, yeah. but I'm sure there's others. So let us know what you love. 
Okay, and then just summer events. Uh, wow. You know, Edmonton, the festival city, so much going on. I mean, Taste of Edmonton, July 17 to 28th. Yeah. Remember that they're back on Capitol Plaza. In the le- um, by the legislature. Yes, by the yeah. ledge. Uh, and advance ticks until July 17. You save yourself some money. And I'm always amazed at how wonderful... Taste of Edmonton used to be just a place for fast food and crap. And it's really, really improved. It's a fun experience. There's entertainment. Like, they have done such a great job with that festival. I mm-hmm. really do think it now represents Edmonton. And mm-hmm. I love it on Capitol Plaza. Yeah. I think it's way better there than it is downtown on yeah. Winston Churchill. It's a really nice location. It is. It's great. So, I, you know, who knows? I don't know if they're staying there or not, but I hope they do. And then, of course, Heritage Festival. Been going on, or Heritage Days. August long weekend. Last year at Heritage Park. I don't know where they're going, but it's their la- or not Heritage Last Park. Harlock Park. Harlock Park. Here yeah. I'm calling it Heritage Park. So I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know where they're going to go, but yeah. um, you know, they're, that's their last year. So if you love Heritage Days, this is definitely a time to go. Feast on the Field. Oh, yes. Um, this now is that's gonna, one night. That's yeah. one night only on the uh, Commonwealth Stadium grounds. Uh, so it's on Wednesday, August 14th, um, 5.30 p.m., Incredible chefs are cooking there. Chef uh, Steve Buzak from the Royal Glenora Club, Andrew Cowan and Matt Phillips from Northern Chicken, Dave Omar from Marquise, uh, Serge Belair from the Edmonton Convention Center. They all bring out their best picnic uh, for the summer uh, on on the field at Commonwealth Stadium. And all of the funds raised um, are supporting seniors in care. So tickets are $195. They're on Eventbrite. And uh, make sure you buy them by August 12th. Now, that might seem a little steep for a picnic, but remember, uh, there's most of it is a charity donation mm-hmm. to Capital Care and Foundation. it's such a, a special such a experience. Event. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they've been so lucky with the weather. Even if it's rainy in the morning, it's always beautiful. And it's so fun being on at Commonwealth. Yeah. It's just, there's something about sitting on that grass and, you know, there's usually a few football players around. Gizmo Williams usually yeah. shows up. You know, it's just, it's fun. And the food is very, uh, very picnic-y. And it's relaxed and, you know, and you end up talking to all your neighbors because you're just, you know, pass the potatoes, please. And it's it's so relaxed. Last year I went on a Segway ride, which I probably shouldn't have, but it was pretty fun. And, you know, you see people, I remember there was this one woman throwing the football. We're like, whoa, look at that arm. She was amazing. So it's, it's a very relaxed, there is some speeches, but they're really low key and it's just so much fun. I highly recommend that is to me as a must do Edmonton summer event. Um, can you tell me a little bit about this Alberta on the Plate province-wide dining yes. series? Well, it's new. Yeah. It's a new thing. And it's about uh, collaborations between restaurants, farms, you know, and everybody else in the food scene. You know, we've got a lot of new craft brewers. There's there's fruit wineries. There's distilleries. Um, and the idea is putting them together with special, uh, special menus, fixed-price menus, during what's now called Local Food Week, mm. which is August 11 to 18. Right. So I, when I started looking at this, it, there wasn't much up yet on mm-hmm. the on the website. They're still gathering restaurants and that kind of stuff. But I, you know, I would check it out. It's albertontheplate.ca. It really is part of Open Farm Days, which is on the the weekend, the end weekend, August seventeenth to eighteenth, mm. is when farms all over the province open their doors for visitors, essentially. Oh, nice. So not necessarily always super food related. They don't always have a food offering right there. Mm-hmm. They might not be doing a farm dinner. But you know, you can come in and look at the equipment or learn about honey bees, you know, all sorts of things. And that, that actually was started in Saskatchewan many, many years ago, but it's oh. kind of spread across the country. Yeah. Pretty much every province does an open farm days of some sort. 
And I think it's a really good thing for us city dwellers to get out into the country and go to a farm and just you, sort of check it out. So if you check out albertafarmdays.ca, then yes. you can learn the farms that are going to be yes. open and yes. how to check them out. And, and lots of events. Things. And some do have dinners and do have, you know, teas and do have cool. different things. Or maybe they're offering, you know, some cherry soda from their cherry trees, that kind of idea. Amazing. But I think whether or not they have something available, I think it's just a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. And every part of the province has it. But this Alberta on the Plate is really interesting because they're going to bring it to the restaurant. So you don't necessarily have to go to a farm. You can have it at your favorite restaurant. Uh, and again, all over the province, Edmonton, Calgary, Medicine Hat, Grand Prairie, the full list should be up fairly soon. Um, and I'm you gonna, know, I'm going to go fun... to our favorite farm, Haywire Farms. Oh, yes. And I don't even know if they're part of Open Farm Days, <laughs> Maybe but if not. they're not, they should be. Or they should be next year for sure, because what a great time that would be. So, yeah, so a little bit of, you know, remembering where our food comes from and without getting too, you know, righteous about it, I think it's a really great way to explore the farming lifestyle. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it is. It's cool. So in other news, um, 60 years in business for the Italian Center Shops. That's insane. Holy smokes. So amazing. So they're celebrating that on August 25th. So there's going to be festivities at all three locations in Edmonton. I imagine maybe... At the one in Calgary, too? Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, for sure there will be. um, So food, entertainment, prizes, and there will be birthday cake. Of course, yes. So it should be fun. Their parties are usually fun because sometimes they're a little bit... well, you know, the music's playing and little kids are running around and then somebody else wants to put on some other music. <laughs> it's just, I just really like them because they're, I wouldn't say chaotic, but they have a freshness to them. You know, they're not totally, uh, they don't seem really highly choreographed, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. <laughs> and not so much summer, um, but b- before important we to end know. off today, it's important to know because this is just recently released. So this is an October event, but it's a big event. So the 2019 Kitchen Party, which is... Um, basically the Edmonton culinary championships and whoever wins this goes on to the Canadian culinary championships in Kelowna in February. So the lineup for the 2019 kitchen party has just been announced. So we've got kind of a fun mix of chefs from town. So we have, as you said earlier, uh, the old warriors, the warriors, not necessarily old, but the warriors. Well, yeah. <laughs> people who have podium before. People, people who have podium to, before. So Eric Hansen from Prairie Noodle Shop, Doreen Pry, Pry from Zinc, um, Ryan Hodgkiss from Boondock. And then we have some new folks as well from... Uh, oh, Scott Downey, he podiumed the first year he was oh, out. He yes, podiumed. right, right, right. Yeah. From Butternut Tree. Yes. Um, Mehdi Tabtube. Tabtube. Yes. Uh, from Vivo, um, Spencer Thompson from The Mark, and Jesse Woodland from Spotlight Cabaret. And Serge Belair, Ebony Convention right. Center. Right. He's a warrior. And Levi. Levi from Why Not Cafe. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be a really fun lineup because there, there are some newbies here, but pretty much everybody, uh, let's see, no, two people have never done Kitchen Party before. Yeah. This Kitchen Party used to be called Gold Medal Plates. Yeah. Same event. Different charity partners, but same event. Yeah. And all of those people kind of do neat, unique things. Yeah. You know, like it'll be a really interesting competition. So this year's kitchen party is on Thursday, October 10th. It's at the Edmonton Edmonton Convention Center. And you can get tickets to that at thegreatkitchenparty.com. Yeah. And they're they're worth it. It always sells out. Edmonton usually sells out first. So I would recommend looking at those sooner rather than later. So that was a, a lot. That was about like 
you know, 40 minutes <laughs> of updates for everybody in terms of what to check out for the summer. But, you know, we'll be, we'll be taking a break over the summer. Um, catching, Good to give it to you all at once. Catching our breath, <laughs> eating a lot of sitting ice cream. On some probably, patios. Sitting on some patios. Hanging out on patios. Yeah. Going out to farms. That's all what of, we're doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're looking forward to catching you again in the fall. Um, so thank you so much for listening today to today's episode. My co-host is the fabulous Mary Bailey, who is the editor of the Tomato Food and Drink magazine. You can find uh, the tomato on newsstands all around the city uh, and also online at thetomato.ca. Mary also uh, will be joining me in a summer of wine as the, as a um, as a certified um, a WSET diploma holder. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, sometimes we put ice in our white wine in the summer it depends on the wine you know it depends on the wine but that's totally okay if you there's need to the chill whole it down like a little bit froze free sling <laughs> you know craze that has happened oh, a few yes. years ago where you would like blend you would like freeze the wine so basically you're making a granite out of wine basically yeah which is kind of or a freezy out of wine which i i mean i'm too impatient i'll just throw a couple ice cubes yeah in something. and also I don't know. It doesn't really taste as good, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, I, I think that it's important to remember, anything goes when it comes to wine. You know, people used to laugh at me and say, oh, I can't believe you're like this wine professional and you put ice cubes in your wine. I said, only when it's really, really hot. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes if the wine's not that great, it kind of needs an ice cube because you chill it down. But anyway, Amanda's my co-host. Amanda Leneve's my wonderful co-host. We have probably way too much fun doing the uh, doing the tomato radio <laughs> talking about food and drink, especially the drink. And she actually, she holds the W set level three advanced. So, you know, she's no slouch when it comes to the, comes to the wine. So I hope you have a wonderful summer. Let us know what you're up to. Send us a message on our Facebook page or on um, Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you like, you know, stay in touch and we'll be back to you in uh, this, in the fall. Tomato Radio is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ATB. You can find out more about the network and all the great shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Otherwise, have a delicious summer. Perhaps a little glass of port will send me on my way. Oh, feed me, feed me, feed me till I am fit to bust. Feed me, feed me, feed me till I am fit to bust. Feed me, feed me, feed me till I...